0: Here's a message from Ken LaVica. That was an absolute head scratcher last night. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica
1: Live. What?
2: Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup.
1: Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the
0: Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavicka Live on
1: ESPN
0: 106.3. I have to say, I have never felt more unsettled about the NFL. Just the NFL as a whole. As far as gameplay is concerned, as far as rules are concerned, as far as competitiveness and even playing field is concerned, then I am after week five of this NFL season. And man, did it culminate last night. I mean, that was an exclamation point last night. I I don't know what I'm, I'm watching. I do know that I'm really not enjoying it at all. Ken Levicka live on a Tuesday here on ESPN 1063, the free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. and a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the now humid again and uncomfortable Intracoastal. Friday Night Light, Stone LeBanowitz, Radio Life Partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Tuesday is day two of three this week for Theodore CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Theo is reveling in a tight, a nail-biting, a gut-wrenching victory for his newfound love Kansas City Chiefs last night.
3: Yeah, man, and and honestly, all is well because the Chiefs did get the win, but that roughing the passer call on Chris Jones, um, it is unsettling, especially coming off of what we just saw against the Falcons um, with the Falcons and the uh, Bucks game uh, where Tom Brady got a similar call. This one was even worse because – there was literally nothing else Chris Jones could have done to protect um, Derek Carr in that instance. In fact, by the time he did touch Derek Carr in an act of quote-unquote roughing the passer, he had the damn football in his hand. Yeah, yeah. He had. So, uh, he
0: had stripped. He had stripped uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> he was no longer a
3: quarterback. <laughs> yeah. He was a guy.
0: He was just a guy. He was me. You or stone. He right. was
3: just another guy out there that Chris Jones barely even touched.
0: Right. Uh, so, let's first, and of course, the the roughing the passer penalty, and we went off on the uh, roughing the passer penalty that Tom Brady drew mm. that cost the Falcons a chance to win that game against the Bucs. It legitimately decided the outcome of an NFL game, an abject uh, disaster of a call yeah. from, uh, it was Jerome Boger uh, on Sunday. Uh, he was the head official uh, who was the one in charge of that disaster. Well, last night, and this comes with 9-12 left to go in the second quarter, Chris Jones on a third and ten, sacking Derek Carr, stripping Derek Carr, coming out with the football, and what happens? Flag comes out, and they call a roughing the passer because they say that Chris Jones came down full body weight on Derek Carr. The officials who did not confer with New York, there was no no phone call from New York, from NFL headquarters, saying, hey, this is what happened, this is what should influence the call. No, this was just made on site in Kansas City, and it's one of the more horrific roughing the passer penalties that you're ever going to see, maybe, The most horrific roughing the passer penalty that you're going to see. It's right up there with what we saw with Brady on Sunday. Now, Brady's more frustrating because that dude straight-up kicked him. That dude straight-up kicked him. Uh, And... uh... He ended up drawing a penalty. But I think that that Stephen A. Smith summed it up well this morning on first take when he talked about when he gave his reaction to the roughing the passer penalty that was handed to Chris Jones in the second
1: quarter last night. Reaction to that. I'm disgusted, and I completely support Chris Jones and the defensive players throughout this league with some of the calls that we're seeing. Yeah. I mean, that call uh, in favor of Tom Brady on Ooh. Sunday, that might have been one of the worst calls I've yeah. ever seen in in, in, his, in in my entire lifetime of watching NFL games. I mean, I don't know if y'all saw yesterday's show, but I officially advocated let's get away from tackling the quarterback. Let's attach a flag to them and then you can go up to them and just <laughs> grab your arms, put your it. arms around them and hold them up and that's a sack. Because guess what? It's, 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 it's gotten that ridiculous. I mean, seriously. So you got to worry about Listen, this guy what he said, 325 pounds. I'm full speed ahead. Let's, got, let's, let's take this into account. And I don't even have to have played football to notice. If I'm coming at you full throttle, first of all, it's difficult for me to stop myself. I put my arm down to try to brace the full yeah. impact of my body falling on you. I know the ball is loose. I got a hold of the football. So I'm doing all of that as well. And in the same breath, fellas, and Molly, I got to sit back. And also be mindful of the fact that the person that was blocking me, trying to prevent me from getting to the yes. quarterback, can be right behind me. And if I hesitate Breach. in any way, it could force, it could get, it can incur an injury on my end. Yes, sir. Because I got to look out for myself, too. But you're a defensive player, and you're not allowed to do that. So you got to watch your, you got to watch the helmet to helmet contact. Oh. You got to watch for spirit. Can't go now low. Now I got to, now you, you can't go low. Yep. Now, it's, excuse me, I'm wrapping you, and I grab you around the waist. Like he did to Tom Brady. Like Garrett did to Tom Brady on Sunday. I wrapped you around the waist. I swing you and throw you to the ground. And I was ashamed of Tom Brady because Tom Brady jumped up looking to the official for the call. I'm like, really bro? He was trying to kick him. him Brady was slick with the (laughs) kick though, (laughs) right? He was slick with the kick and you were seven time champion. And and you were the one lamenting about how soft the game had gotten a couple of years ago in a press conference. But you're gonna sit up there and look for a call over a play like that. that. That, I mean, what you're doing to defensive players is a crime. It's ridiculous. And I'm again, I'm going to advocate on national television. Let's get away from tackling the quarterback altogether. If you wrap your arms around them, oh, it's man. a sack. We're going to hold you. Just attach a flag to them. Because it might as well be practice, because they ain't getting sacked in practice, right? They get to throw the football. Excuse me, you can't hit them like you're going to hit them in the game, right? Do the same damn thing in the game now. Because you're penalizing these guys. It's ridiculous.
0: Man, that entire quote from Stephen A. Smith was a whole snack. So <laughs> when when you look at it now, being a defender in the NFL might be the most difficult thing to do in all of sports. Yeah, you are so restricted. And now, like I thought, being a corner was difficult. <laughs> okay, where you can't touch anybody outside of five yards. Anything could be a defensive holding or a pass interference. I thought that the most pure way to play defense in the NFL still came along the line. Those are they're trying to get to the quarterback. But now it turns out you can't make any contact with the quarterback without it being roughing the passer. Yeah. It's getting to a point where the NBA, and there's a lot of ticky-tack fouls in professional basketball, at the college level, but the way things are shaping up now, I think it's more difficult to draw a foul in the NBA than it is to sack a quarterback in the NFL. Post-Tua, think about this. If there's any question that Tua and what happened to him is influencing what has happened in this week in the NFL, roughing the passer penalties were down 45% this season compared to this time a year ago, Mm. coming into week five. Mm. Post-Tua, we see maybe the two most egregious roughing the passer calls in the history of the sport, with Tom Brady on Sunday and Monday night involving Derek Carr and Chris Jones. It's just flat-out unacceptable. And what Stephen A. says, it's in jest, but isn't there some seriousness to this? What, how do we remedy this? Do you just put flags on these quarterbacks? Do you go to two-hand touch I would, I would with say these quarterbacks? Touch is not a doing? bad idea.
3: I would say two-hand touch behind the line of scrimmage isn't a bad idea because if you can get two paws on the quarterback... Then, yeah, we should call that blow-to-play blow dead or call it a sack, and then that sets up opportunities for review. Maybe a quarterback is trying to run and scramble up. He gets near the line of scrimmage. You slap how, two hands on him. How serious are you with this? <laughs> oh, okay,
2: because the way you were talking. No, but like – In your eyes, you looked
3: serious. But, Stone, but but honestly, I know it's, it's silly, it's goofy to propose, but <laughs> what else are defenders supposed to do? Because yeah. the, the, the tragedy of what happened last night with Chris Jones is like, Chris Jones is an elite pass rusher, one of the best defensive linemen in the league. The play he made last night should have been one of those plays that go on his Hall of Fame tape, uh, you know, down the line here. A, a strip sack like that where he grabs the ball from the quarterback before he hits the ground, like, in a pivotal moment for the Raiders. Yeah, forget the forget Hall of
0: Fame stuff, like, there could be contract bonus Contract comes off of something bonuses? like that. That's all what I'd be pissed about if I was Chris Jones. For sure. You robbed him of a highlight, and you robbed him of a
3: triple play highlight, a sack, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery, which is not just a huge swing play in a prime time game, but it's a it's a it's a huge highlight in a contract incentive type thing. So like to, to go from one end of the stick, at the very least, I would say they need to be reviewable, right? Like, of course. That's the easy solve. I mean, that's the but easy solve. But then what
0: we're doing, if we're going to start doing that, these games are going to be five hours yeah, long. That, you it say is that, going to be a marathon. I'll, I'll
3: take ten extra minutes on my game if it means that a play like that gets caught correctly. Absolutely. Well, With all the other BS that they're they're reviewing all the time. But
0: I'm telling you, that opens up a Pandora's box. My Here's the thing. Fine. We can have instant replay. We can do all of that. Or how about we just err on the side of common sense? I don't know. Maybe, just maybe, and I know this is a difficult thing in 2022 in a variety of different ways and walks of life, but maybe we just operate in damn common sense at some point. Trust your eyes instead of trying to sit here and decipher the most difficult rule book in pro sports, which is what American professional football puts out there. There are too many damned rules in this stupid sport and too many rules that favor one side of the ball, and it's been trending this way for years because we're trying to make something safe that's inherently not damn safe. For Christ's sake enough already. And then the most obvious thing was going to happen after Tua was that there was going to be an overcorrection and we're going to sit here and we're going to tremble and we're going to say, oh my God, someone's going to die. And maybe someone is going to die. And that is going to be a tragic situation. But what I'm going to say is that player safety should be paramount. But when it starts to take away the entire identity of a sport, what are we doing with this sport then? Just strip this whole thing down because this is not Football.
3: it's Enough already. It's inconsistent, too. Like, I can see there were other plays in the game where quarterbacks were sacked where roughing the passer would have been even more. Uh, Patrick a, Mahomes got s- sacked same game. in the Same quarter. game. Later in that game. It looked
0: exactly like the Brady yeah, sack.
3: Yeah, in, in the red zone sack. Very similar. Maybe even more rough than the Brady sack. Maybe even more rough. Patrick Mahomes gets thrown down, and there's no flag. So, like, now there's the problem of inconsistent. That's why I say the review will be better because – at least with that in a game like that, where you know you made that terrible call earlier, yeah. you can do a makeup or call on the review right there. I just
0: the way I like. Let's use common sense. <laughs> if if Chris Jones came up to Derek Carr, gave him a shot to the head, slammed him down on his head, roughing yeah, the passer, throw a flag. Yeah. Fine, I'm good with that. We are protecting the head. That is what we're trying to do: prevent brain injury, prevent death, prevent CTE, all of those things, whiplash, all of that. I understand it. But common sense would dictate that a defensive lineman falling to the ground, trying to tackle a quarterback, (laughs) he's a big dude. His weight's going to come down on the quarterback. There's no way to stop a big dude when gravity takes over. That is not a penalty. Stop it. Stop it. If you're grabbing a quarterback by the waist, you take him down to the ground, guess what? That's not a brain injury. Oh, but now I'm worried about the ribs. Well, fine. Be worried about the ribs and understand that broken ribs are a part of the damn sport. You know, uh, this sucks. This sport, this league right now sucks.
2: (laughs) Yeah, the text you sent us last night, I I, I did laugh at it. It was this league is whack. And I, I think, you know, speaking on history, like, I thought that was cool uh, about this last night. Like we are witnessing history. I think the league sabotaging itself. Like at some point, they're just gonna throw all the rules out the window. or start canceling them off and let it go back to violence. I think we see something like that, or it starts. Which to is be-
0: the worst thing that could possibly happen? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I think but because we are gonna- can't come to a common sense right. balance. Right. And we're just going to keep overcompensating one way or another based on fan reaction. I, I, I,
2: we're definitely, by the, the season end, we're going to start reviewing roughing the passer calls. Like It's super simple. We do it with targeting already, and there's spotters up there. It's not going to add that much time. It's not that big of a deal. But, it's as simple as
0: watching the replay up there and then saying, But Stone, everything is subjective. Pass interference. We started reviewing that for a couple of years, and guess what? That sucked. So we stopped replaying that and stopped reviewing that because even after looking at replay, officials were making the wrong call. But I, you can't, true. you're not it, going but you're, you're review have to review penalties. That's you're, not the fix, though. It, it, the fix to. is exhibiting common damn sense. Well, the
3: refs have shown that they can't exhibit common sense. 100% just can't exhibit instances. common sense. So. Like It's
2: not that hard to review because the Tom Brady one would have been called off. Tua's would have been called off. Derek Carr's would have been called off. Patrick's wouldn't have been called. Like
0: That's the simple fix. It's going Listen, to come along. Down you want to protect the head, protect the head. But simplify it to that. You can't okay. because
3: they started protecting the legs after Brady got hurt.
0: I understand that. So, so you, you so the it's whole It's time to bring protected. back. It's time to bring back. Watch your ankles, kid. Watch your <laughs> knees, kid. For okay? sure, Kenny Pickett got lost Lawson went low on Kenny Pickett. No flag was thrown. Like w- w- I, I get player safety, but I'm worried about their head. I'm worried about their knees. I'm worried about hits low. What's left to hit? You might as well just two hand touch everybody. That's what I said. This is not pro football because Stone, <laughs> you even asked Theo. I don't know. I don't know, are you being serious about a two-hand touch, about the two-hand touch theory? And it seems silly, but what seems sillier? Because here is the pool interview with Carl Cheffers, the head referee from last night, explaining the decision to throw the flag roughing the passer against Chris Jones. Question from the reporter. Can you explain why the play of Chris Jones sacking Derek Carr was called roughing the passer? Cheffers. The quarterback is in the pocket, and he's in a passing posture. He gets full protection of all aspects of what we give the quarterback in a passing posture. So when he was tackled, my ruling was the defender landed on him with full body weight. The quarterback is protected from being tackled with full body weight. My ruling was roughing the passer for that reason. Um, What? Here's the next reporter question. The fact the ball came out before the quarterback landed on the ground and the player landed on the quarterback, does that negate the penalty at all? Cheffers. No, because he still gets passing protection until he can defend himself. So with him being in a passing posture and actually attempting to make a pass, he's going to get full protection until the time when he actually can't protect himself. The fact that the ball came up and was subsequently recovered by the defense is not relevant as far as the protection of the quarterback gets. What are we talking about? What was that? That's Mandarin. There is nobody who has come up with the sport of football that can sit there and say, What? Like, I get it. How do you yeah, sure. define
3: full body weight? So, exactly. Because he braced himself with God. one hand and had the football
0: <laughs> in the other. Guys like
2: you're... Vince Wilfork are eliminated. I don't like know They like, can't control themselves. If
0: you're someone from another country and you're trying to learn American football and you hear that, you're like, I'm lost. I'm going back to soccer. I'm going back to cricket. I don't know what the hell this is. This isn't even a sport where every single play we're going to sit there and redefine what the rule is because it's so Damn complicated.
2: Or how are we going to justify, if, if that's the reasoning behind that call on Derek Carr, a pulling guard, making contact with a safety, running the alley, smoking him with the front of his head, and then laying on him like that pancake, because offensive linemen are taught to lay on the guy, right, if it's a slow developing play. So you're pancaking a guy to the ground as an offensive lineman, and then you're laying on top of him. How is it any different? I don't, it's not. Because it's not.
3: Well, the safety's only paid $7 million a year right.
0: versus, <laughs> right. yeah, $45 no, And million also, a year. there we go yeah. right there. There we go They're right protecting there. Their I mean, protecting their we're When we're talking about passing posture and being able to defend yourself and all these things, what are we really doing? Are we worried about head injuries or are we not? Because with quarterbacks, we're worried about knees, and we're worried about ankles, and we're worried about hips, and we're worried about ribs. Again, just wrap them in bubble wrap then. This is, not, this is not pro football. This is not pro football, and I know that I sound like a total meatball here. And I am all for protecting the head and player protections. And I am certainly a believer in CTE and terrible ways of life and the NFL compensating those who did not receive any medical treatment back in the day in this sport. But now, protect the head. But the more and more you're trying to sell on us that this is, oh, we're just trying to make the sport safe. You're a dumbass if you think that this sport can be made safe. It is inherently violent. These are gigantic human beings running at full speed into one another. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? You cannot regulate that out of the sport.
3: I do think there are some things the NFL has been doing recently that has made the game a little cleaner and better. Like a lot of the targeting stuff, the defenseless receiver stuff, that stuff is, we found a happy medium there, It's right?
0: unfair, but I'm for the defender a lot of the time, it is but unfair. I'm also okay with it because I understand the spirit of why it exists.
3: Yeah, but it, and its it makes it tougher to defend, but not so tough as what we're seeing no. right now with quarterbacks. No, like, I, I, like I don't think that it changes
0: balance. the complexion of games yeah. like this potentially does. We,
3: we found a, a healthy balance there. Now I think that the problem for the NFL is going to be, how do you find a healthy balance in a sport that quarterbacks are just not any other player. Like They're treated differently than anybody on every single aspect, whether it's pay or now we're talking about protection. They're going to have to try to find a happy balance here because right now, like you said, it's way too far in. And, And remember yesterday, I owe you an apology because you said the Tom Brady flag had a lot to do with Tua, and I refuted that. I just felt there was another Tom Brady thing where now we have more
0: evidence. Derek (laughs) Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr. uh... (laughs) Right. Derek Carr, not exactly the same level as Tom Brady. In fact, he's the mother bleeper. Yeah. (laughs) He's He's Tom Brady's mother bleeper. He might just be the mother bleeper. Yeah.
3: And yeah. (laughs) So so that
0: was that was puzzling. That was puzzling. But it also wasn't overly surprising because again, now host Tua because of the reaction from people on Twitter who don't actually know what they're seeing, have no idea about neurology, had no clue about NFL protocols. They all went into an uproar, and they all got on their moral high horse, and they all said, damn the Dolphins! Damn the Dolphins for what they did to Tua! When it turns out, Dolphins didn't do anything um, to Tua that would have been deemed wrong. Uh, But now, the NFL's feeling pressure. The NFLPA has an opportunity to pounce, And this is the result. And it's bad. It's bad football. Tom Brady was right a couple of weeks ago. This is bad football. That's bad football. That's been hoisted upon us. This is bad product right here. There
2: are there are major questions going around and especially somebody like my Twitter timeline which is which is full of a lot of like gambling and by talk.
0: the way Twitter's not the majority of people I fully understand that but it is influential and don't think the NFL isn't influenced by that absolutely the consumer
2: comes first the consumer most definitely comes first and that's kind of where I'm going here so you know the Chiefs were to lose that game and they almost did and they almost did
3: they definitely didn't the cover the
2: 3 points that the Raiders got the end of the half, like would have been that reason mm-hmm. if you were taking an over or under, right? That turnover helps, you know, Kansas City drive down the field and possibly put seven on the board. If you have a turnover in that game, if you're betting on Derek Carr to turn yeah. the ball over, like there are hundreds of thousands of dollars just floating around mm-hmm. out there in the atmosphere with the result of this game and everything in between. So like that's where my head initially goes. Like, where are we what are we gonna do from here? Atlanta Falcons, like you got absolutely robbed. Mm-hmm. Like oh. th- it was third and eight, and, but so and Tom did, Brady gets sacked, and the game's over. Essentially so did right millions there. of people who put significant money. Millions yeah, on of said people, game. Calvin. Yeah. You yeah. act like Calvin really wasn't hurting at home. Ooh, <laughs> he he had he had his Atlanta Falcons money line. So like, that's like where I, I think like I start specifically because that's what we're talking about here. Like we are the consumer, we are the ones watching, and we are the ones who have something riding on it. Whether it just that's what really is hard for me to wrap so, my head around. Like they ruined the entire
0: game. By making the full-body weight call on the quarterback. <laughs> as far as that being puzzling, though, because I, I, I left last night puzzled by a variety of things. That was not puzzling to me. It's more frustrating because, again, it's just a subsequent reaction to something that happened, and we've taken it to the extreme with Tua, okay? What was puzzling, though, Troy Aikman, who has been in broadcast for a long time and makes a lot of money. And he has broadcast several Super Bowls. He is at the top of the broadcasting totem pole. He decided, in his frustration, and rightfully so, he decided, though, instead of just making a good salient point, he decided to go the sexism route when discussing what the NFL needed to do about this rash of roughing the passer. Here and foot-in-mouth Troy Aikman on ESPN. The
1: ball comes out right
3: there. And the ball is possessed by Jones.
1: He's going to the ground with Carr. His body's there. It's just where it, it is. is too much. I mean, my hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and, you know, we take the dresses off.
0: My hope is we take the dresses off. <laughs> Troy Aikman. I didn't even hear this one. Last going time. back to 1977, Troy Aikman. Last time the Cowboys won, huh? So, <laughs> so I, I get what he's saying, but also in 2022, Troy, mm. what are you doing? With an NFL that markets maybe more than any pro league does to women, women make up a large portion yeah. of the NFL's audience. You can't do that, dude, because there are plenty of women who wear dresses who love to watch big, beefy, bust someone-in-the-mouth football. Yeah. Troy, I'm sorry, and maybe I'm being too woke.
1: (laughs) Libtard.
0: But what I I am saying is, again, common sense. What are you doing? Just don't take that risk. What are you doing, dummy? You're better than that. You're better than that. Don't even go that route. I don't know how that even entered his head. He's been doing this long enough to understand what you can say and what you don't say, and you don't make a sexist remark about taking the dresses off in 2022. You know know how he got to that point, because it's not
3: like this is an original Troy Aikman thought. There's a lot of people that that would come to your head how do you let yeah. it out of your mouth? That's right. the thing. Yeah,
0: No, it's a typical dumbass yeah, meatball, yeah, football yeah, yeah. man thoughts. Yes. I get it, but he's not a dumbass football man. Yeah, he is a smart. smart, well-spoken, intellectual, journalist, broadcaster. Intellectual Come intellectual. on. Uh, <laughs> intellectual
3: was a little bit heavy, but yeah.
0: He's, he's a good football
2: intellectual. Yeah, Very much so. I think the window of opportunity presented itself. And, and when people would like uproaring like, come on, yeah. we got that's a, we got to be a man. Like He, he lost saw, himself. He lost himself yeah. as what everybody watching that game thought. Take the dresses off yeah. and stuff. So it was like he joined in on what 90% of people watching thought in that moment. But so Dennis for Rodman, that reason, I can't
3: blame Dennis him. Dennis Rodman wore a dress and he was really tough. You know what I'm saying? So also, yeah. Mm. So it's yeah. not even necessarily did whip your
0: ass in that uh, in that wedding dress. Yeah, Believe yeah, that. And they,
3: Yeah, and it's like so it's it's almost. It's just it's just because you wear a dress yourself, you know, like, come on. I know. Yeah, you know? I know. I, d- I do, do want to
2: preface this conversation. You know, this is our topic a, we, in, in, in our office to let everybody else in. You know, we're doing our Mount Rushmore <laughs> of Athletes. So okay. Theo had Sean Taylor over there who was just known for knocking people's head yes. off, whether it was a punter, whether it was a quarterback. I had Kimbo Slice on my list. So I think we're the right guys for this conversation. I mean, we're here saying the right thing.
0: We got heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. We do. We do. We're, <laughs> you and have we're Frank very masculine. We're yeah, incredible. Frank, Frank Thomas is the best clean slugger in the history of uh, modern era <laughs> Don't baseball get him started. You so bring up Frank Thomas' First Thomas's ballot Hall, Hall of name. Famer. First ballot Hall of Famer. Can't even argue <laughs> with that. First ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> Who
2: else was on your Mount Rushmore?
0: I don't know. I don't even know why we're doing a Mount Rushmore because, one, that's the stupidest sports debate ever. (laughs) What we do in this office, we have a big old whiteboard, and we just draw a question, and all of our teammates answer it, and this was, who's your personal sports Mount Rushmore? And I had a visceral reaction to it because it's the worst sports topic, period. But, (laughs) fine, I'll give someone in marketing a pass. Like, they're having fun. Good times, right? Good times. Um, Thumbs up across the board. (laughs) And so uh, um, I had Frank Thomas and Michael Jordan, and Tom Brady and LeBron, because those are the four most impactful athletes of my life. Okay. Very nicely done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, the most puzzling part of last night's Raiders-Chiefs game is what? It's, for me, Troy Ickman slipping into sexism mode. while well, trying to make a good point, but <laughs> the meat got to his brain. And in his anger, he lost himself and started throwing out 80s tropes with a, a, a league really wants to court women. A lot. Yeah. That's not helping.
3: Well, 31 of the teams. I think the Browns yeah, are still the Yeah, yeah, 31 yeah. of the
0: teams, right. right. No, you're <laughs> exactly right. What was the most puzzling part of last night's Raiders-Chiefs game? To me, it was Troy Aikman's subsequent reaction to the nonsense roughing the passer. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 888-760-3776. Seven six zero three seven seven six. Tweeted us at KLV 1063. That's eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. What was the most puzzling part of last night's Raiders Chiefs game? Now, Theo, you're sitting here and you're living and dying by every play, and this was oh, tight. Yeah. This was tight, tight. Um, uh, as, as the game is progressing on, what made you scratch your head a little bit, even if it's something the Chiefs did or something the Raiders did, especially late in this one?
3: It, it, it takes me back to a, a quote by Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is, uh, as we the all know. The great philosopher. Yes, the great philosopher, and he is my favorite basketball player, though I am a Miami Heat fan. So when he brought this quote out, it kind of hurt me as well as inspired me and in, in route to his championship with the Bucks, 2021. Uh, after the Heat, Beat the Bucs 4-1 in the bubble. And the Bucs had their chance to exact revenge the next playoffs. En route to their championship, they swept the heat. In the post game, Giannis got up there to the podium and talked about how he didn't want to play with his food. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I felt that. He didn't play with their food. They swept the heat. They went on. They won a championship. The Kansas City Chiefs. What's most puzzling to me in Chiefs' kingdom is why whenever we get an easy game, it should be a food. knockout punch. Yeah. We're still playing with the food. This is not the Chiefs that had Tyreek Hill up and down the field. This is not the same offense that can continue to just play games and easily win games. Like, you got to attack from the outside. I know it's still a good offense. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if the Chiefs have that same – comeback ability that they had when they played the Texans in the playoffs and were down four touchdowns. Like This looked the exact same, though. It looks similar, but there's no Tyreek Hill. I'll say that much at the very least. And and Travis Kelsey was obviously a guy that Mahomes had to re- rely on very heavily every time he needed him, and it worked out. But I think the margin for error is, is definitely a lot smaller now, and so I would like the Chiefs to wake up and stop playing with their food. They did this against the Colts. And it cost them. And it cost them. Because of again something that happened with Chris Jones, this time it, you know that time it was because Chris Jones actually earned a flag um, after the play, and this time they did it again with the Raiders, and luckily they were able to bounce back and win because uh, Josh McDaniel, who I said before Monday Night Football would put himself on the hot seat, and he decides to go for two, misses it, and the Chiefs win. So I don't know playing with their food. That's that's puzzling me again. I love that.
0: I mean the Chiefs did go touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And then punted on the final possession in the second half. Yeah. They did. So when the Chiefs had the ball, it was seven every time. Except mm-hmm. for when they stopped the two-point conversion and the Raiders get the ball back yeah. on the final possession of the game. So I don't know if they played with their food. They did what the I the notice the And then they woke up. The defense was inopportune shaky at times. Now, yeah. now so...
2: There it is, because I was going to piggyback off of your most puzzling for me that I even had written down coming into today was all of the man— why are you playing man coverage against Devontae Adams?
3: No safety help. So
2: so I piggybacked off of you talking about playing with your food. I'm talking about at least 50% of the first half. I'm looking at no lie, cover one, because you do have to heat Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you do have to send some pressure Derek Carr's way, but the the man coverage and the one high safety looks on Devontae Adams— it, it, it is as easy as if you don't even play football, you're going to go, oh, they're going to Devontae Adams here. <laughs> Seven receptions, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Like they played man I think it was, it's a, a lot of the times with these teams, it's a pride thing. Yeah. It's like, I like my guys. Like we have a good scheme. You like a rookie. But, but the man coverage on Devontae Adams, I'm sitting here watching him, I'm like, hello, what are we doing here? And Derek Carr at one point was laughing. When they got that P.I. call that put him on the one-yard line, he was smiling, and he dapped up Devontae Adams, and I'm like, what is Kansas City doing here just playing man coverage 90% of this game? It was really pissing me off.
3: Yeah.
0: Playing with their food. I, I don't hate the decision to go for two from the Raiders. Yeah. They're just going by Chiefs' reputation, which is... If you get into an overtime and Mahomes gets the ball, you're generally in trouble. You might as well have the lead. Uh, And honestly, if you get the ball back, if you don't convert, say you kick an extra point or you don't convert the two-point conversion, you're still, if you can force a stop, you're in the same position. Yeah, You're going for a chance to win the game. Josh McDaniel... You can fault him for a lot of things, including the play call on, on fourth down on the final possession, but I didn't mind go for, one, go for two and try and come out of there with a one-point lead. And at least you're hanging on to a lead as opposed to in the same exact position tied, kicking yeah. an extra point. Like, Fine, you play for overtime, but what is that going to do for you in Kansas City? What yeah. the Bengals did in the AFC Championship game was a total outlier a total outlier, I didn't mind that. I think the execution and the play calling for Josh McDaniel, either on the two-point conversion or then on the fourth down on the final possession, you were puzzled more by that than you are the decision to go for two.
3: That's 100% true, and and I would say as a Chiefs fan watching that when they went for two, the one part of it that did make me a little uh, antsy is when they missed it, when they missed it, I thought, oh, now you're going to get a more conservative Chiefs offense that knows they mm-hmm. don't have to score and there's a good chance the Raiders get, get the, the ball, ball back. back. And so there was still the four-something
0: minutes left though yeah. So it's and not it's, like this was the end of the game. Yeah.
2: And it's funny you say that, Theo, because that is a percentage of it. Yeah. When you are looking at it analytically, they still got to go down the freaking yeah. field and score. So yeah. that goes into the percentage. And I appreciate you saying that you didn't mind it, Ken, because I, I, I felt the same way. And I don't know if you guys recall this Tampa Bay Buccaneers-Atlanta Falcons game. So the Falcons are down 21-0. They score seven. They get the ball back, and they score. Now they have 13. Atlanta, out of the blue, nobody knows why, goes for two. So now it's 15-21. You sack Brady in that situation, and you punt it. You got three and a half minutes if you're Marcus Mariota. If you guys score... You beat Tom Brady in the mm-hmm, Buccaneers yeah. because you went for two, yeah. and that's one that nobody's talking about but because it's prime time and you end up losing the game. Oh, it's boo-hoo, Josh McDaniels, hot seat, stupid. Well, it's the simpleton way to go about it. This it is,
0: is This is not like uh, Staley and some of those fourth yeah, down no. calls. No, no. way. This was, this was you've got your sheet, your, your scenario sheet in front of you. You look at it, and in that spot, you go for two. You go for two when there's that much time left. And, it, I mean, Theo, you absolutely nailed it. The Chiefs in that spot, and maybe it's the wrong call, but they're not going to try and be pu- push it down the field. Yeah, they sure. were they
3: were going to play conservative, and that's what concerned me as a Chiefs fan. As soon as they missed it and we were up, I was like, damn it. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Chiefs are going to come out there with some conservative crap, end up punting the ball back to Derek Carr and give yeah. him a chance at a game-winning drive, which he had, and that's what happened, but so with- Hunter
0: Renfro... Uh,
1: well, that's another, we'll get to that, we'll get because to that. that puzzled me, because oh, yes.
3: I'm not
0: quite sure how that midair collision takes place. <laughs> um, but again, the two-point conversion, not puzzling to me at all, amongst a night full of puzzling things. What was the most puzzling part of last night's Raiders-Chiefs game? For me, it's Troy Aikman going to take off the dresses, sexism analysis of the bad roughing the passer penalty against Chris Jones. Uh, for for Theo, it's why did the Chiefs let in uh, these inferior teams hang around? As Giannis said, playing with their food. There were a lot of puzzling things from last night. What stood out most to you? 88-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV one zero six three. Hey, are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field. That's where Baptist Health Orthopedic Care comes in. They have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, combining its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida. Keys learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. And I'm also puzzled about what we do with quarterbacks now. Uh, why uh, can't can we tackle them? Should we be allowed to touch them? Should they just be able to stand in a bubble? Do we need flags? Do we need two-hand touch? How do we handle this? I'm puzzled about that. What was the most puzzling part of last night's Raiders-Chiefs game? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We'll take your calls when we return. It's Theodore, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Raiders Chiefs last night. That was weird. The entire weekend felt weird. There's just this, this Paul of concussion talk and brain discussion. That cast itself over this weekend in the NFL. What was the most puzzling part of last night's Raiders-Chiefs game? 888 760 888 760-3776. Joining us every week here on Ken Levick Alive. He is the boss at FAU. He's the athletic director. It's Brian White with us here on Ken Levick Alive. It is homecoming at FAU. Florida Atlantic has rice. Six o'clock on Saturday at FAU Stadium for tickets, 866, FAU Walls, FAU Tickets.com. And Brian, I know you're you're consistently and constantly busy, but homecoming week is a whole different animal.
4: It is. A lot of events this weekend uh, and, and a huge opportunity on the football field. We're, we're very excited, expecting a good crowd. So when it comes
0: to homecoming, having the alum back, having the football alum back, what are some of the things the, it, that you do from an athletic department standpoint to, to, to outreach and to make sure that everybody's having the best possible? Because uh, for some of these people, this might be the first time they're coming back to campus since graduating, would have the best possible time um, outside of the football result on Saturday.
4: You know, hopefully not. But but definitely that's that's the case in some uh for some people. We're we're doing a lot just year round with our varsity house program where actually we've invited all former athletes uh to come back for any game of their choice, uh as many times as they want to come back for them and their family to get free tickets. So we feel like it's important for all our former student athletes to know they're always welcome back. So any that may be listening, just know all you gotta do is call our office and, and former student-athletes get free tickets to any athletic event. So yeah. it's, it's great to have that group back. That's one piece for sure. Um, but then it's homecoming for the whole university. So we have a big you know, fundraising dinner on Thursday night. Um, there will be uh, really for recognize all alums for the whole university, not just athletics. Um, and then you know, a lot of events, game day, alumni, tailgates. Um, it's a uh, FAU Health Appreciation Day, so there will be several hundred, pe- several hundred people there for that. So should be uh, a lot of groups all around.
0: Uh, Brian White, FAU Athletic Director with us here on ESPN 106.3. I know that you and I have off the air talked about just the game day experience as a whole, and I've already had a couple of people reaching out uh, trying to see how they can uh, get themselves hooked up with uh, with tickets for this Rice game on Saturday. As far as the game day experience is concerned, I know that uh, you guys were real curious how parking was going to hold up and traffic on campus was going to hold up during UCF. Um, how lines and uh, making sure that concessions are fully stocked uh, which is an issue really across college football uh, but it seems like you've been pretty pleased with the results the the uh, uh, contactless ticketing the entire thing that you have you sort of overhauled and tweaked this year has gone fairly well to this point
4: yes thank you we're thrilled with that you know our, our game day events operations staff. You know they work several hundred events throughout the year. Uh, the, our stadium actually gets used about 150 times throughout the year just for the tower. Not to mention, 19 sports. The you know the, all of the events we have. Those guys are uh, and 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 uh, girls are here. You know nonstop. So it's a great group, uh, and um, they they've done a great job, and and they've really built a uh, a program where we have you know from the concessions to we call it the driveway to driveway experience. Obviously, we're you know we we've, we've had issues for uh, we're, we're not uh, we're not perfect, but I think we've we've come a long ways um, from where we were a few years ago, and, and and we're proud of that, and we're always listening to fan feedback, and we want to make it a great experience because then fans will still come back. We we're heartbroken if anybody doesn't have a great experience, so it's a group that takes ownership and works hard, and uh, we're definitely proud of that. You know, on a student attendance front, you know I think that can contribute to the atmosphere. Yep. Got to give it to our. Uh, Student Affairs group and our student government and our, our student groups have really taken a lot of ownership and stepped up. And our Alumni Association as well has stepped up and contributed. So that's just a team effort uh, from a whole bunch of different fronts. So um, we're, uh, we're definitely excited about the momentum there and want to build it to where you, you see consistent consistently good crowds throughout the year.
0: Uh, the student turnout has been the best of any place in Conference USA, uh, what FAU has experienced this year, and I think that's been for the last several years, but this year especially, they have just absolutely answered the bell. FAU and Rice, homecoming Saturday, 6 o'clock is the kickoff. Howard Sullenberger Field for tickets, 866 fau Owls and FAUtickets.com Real quick, Brian, do you, uh, do you play fantasy football at all?
4: You know, I don't I, – uh, I, j- just time is of the essence in my world, especially with a young family, and, uh, and I'm really competitive. So I played, I played fantasy sports one time in college, and it was fantasy NBA basketball, and it consumed my life for like three months. <laughs> all I thought about, all I talked about, uh-huh. I couldn't do anything else other than watch the games and figure out how many rebounds Ben Wallace had in the night. <laughs> I had him on my team, and Theo Ratliff, how many blocks he had had, I became consumed with. So since then I've kind of written it off that I'm not capable of playing and not having to take it over my life yeah
0: that's not surprising I love it though. yeah you you've thrown yourself in you threw yourself into the fantasy role playing basketball or you have to pay attention every night for uh, for six and a half months it's no wonder you got burned on it right away uh that uh that explains an awful lot about that Brian awesome stuff appreciate it we'll see you Saturday for homecoming okay
4: Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks,
0: Ken. All right. That is Brian White, FAU Athletic Director, with us here on Ken LeVick Alive. I have a solution for Brian White. Is something where it's easy to play. Mm. There's multiple games during the course of a week, and you just draft, and then you don't touch it after that, and you win yourself some cash. Mm. And that's underdog fantasy. He needs some underdog fantasy in his life. Get back on that fantasy horse, but do fantasy the right way, the best way, the most fun way with underdog fantasy. You're seeing it all over the place. Speaking of basketball, fantasy basketball is on its way at underdog fantasy. You pick your team, you draft your team, and then you don't touch it after that. They are going to play for you on a nightly basis the highly the most highly ranked players you're going to rack up the points and you have a chance to win a share of $200,000 by playing season long basketball NBA at underdog fantasy oh yeah there's still the NFL there's still college football there's still head to head statistical matchups with opponents the entire thing high low but but There's also basketball on the way. Use the promo code Palm. one word. Get your deposit doubled up to $100. That is the promo code Palm. all one word. Get that deposit doubled up to $100 from the folks at Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, and the Underdog Fantasy app. The best fantasy is Underdog Fantasy. What in the world was Devontae Adams thinking last night? Not him and Hunter Renfro running into one another on the final play. I mean, that was puzzling in and of itself. (laughs) But I get being frustrated. I get being upset that you lost a game and not thinking clearly. But what in the name of a higher power did that camera person, did that on-field staffer do to deserve what Devontae Adams did to him other than trying to run to get to a spot where that staffer needed to be on the field? And I know he's apologized a couple of times. But the impending legal issue that Devontae Adams is going to have for pushing that staff for last night, and if you missed it, this was a violent and intentional shove of just someone holding a tripod for a camera, running on the field with all the chaos happening after the game, and Devontae Adams is walking by him and just full-fledged shoves this dude to the ground up the tunnel.
3: Yeah, there no was excuse. no excuse for yeah.
0: Devonte Devontae Adams, any legal ramification and a lawsuit has been filed already. Um, or a police report has been filed already, I should say. Any legal issue that comes his way is diver- uh, deserved yeah. for Devontae Adams. I, mean, I, I don't know him. I've heard he's a great guy. He is a good representative of the sport. But he has nobody to blame but himself. That was so, so, so uncalled for last night from him.
3: Yeah, this is a... Uh, uh- The definition of a self-inflicted wound, no matter how frustrated you get out there on the field, um, you can push your teammates. You can even, I mean, push a guy on the other team. But for you to take out your frustration on a staffer at a stadium who he claims, even in his apology, it felt kind of backhanded because he kept trying to bring up the fact that the guy was in front of him or rushed in front of him like, there's zero excuse. There
0: that doesn't yeah, and that doesn't yeah. matter.
3: It doesn't either. matter either. That's not the way that you handle that. Um so there's zero excuse for that to happen and if, if if the roles were reversed and a staffer or somebody else shoved Devontae Adams like that, think about the outrage that would be poured out. It, it's just inexcusable. I thought it was disgusting. And yeah, whatever happens to him, and he's got to deal with it.
0: There are people that are going to say, "Oh, there's too many non-essential people on the field," yeah, especially whatever. after a game. But just nah, from being a human being, yeah. What are you doing if you're Devontae Adams? And again, I understand being upset and being pissed off and wanting to get back in the locker room, but to full-fledged, intentionally shoves. This wasn't just incidental contact where the dude went flying. This was Devontae Adams. He saw this dude coming out of his peripheral vision, knew he was going to cut in front of him, so he just launched him. I mean, it's... I, I'm all foresighted with the player in those spots because I get mentally it's tough to be all there after a tough loss like that. But, Stone, there's no way that you can sit there and make any excuses for that, dude. If you do, you are I mean, it's just its nonsensical. Uh-oh. And this is where I'm sure, based on Stone's reaction, Stone's I'm about chops. to get something nonsensical. Go ahead. You're what? damn right you're going to get something ahead. nonsensical. And I understand I'd be
2: fighting a losing battle. Uh... I do side with <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. some
2: nonsensical or, or non-essential oh pe- <laughs> people on the field. But, and I, I understand he didn't necessarily put the camera in front of his face. But when you are that pissed off, when you did lose a game like that, like first of all, each and every fan is in the stands to watch me play football. And when I'm at my lowest of lows and when I feel the way I do and all you're worried about is putting a camera in my face, I understand taking the frustration out. Now, should should he have done it to the poor nerdy guy who was obviously going to go flying you know nine he's yards back? you a nerdy guy?
0: You see, you're being such like a, Nor- a caveman
2: and- right now. 100% being a caveman, but as far as Devontae Adams coming off the field after seven receptions, 130 yards, and the first thing you want to do is stick a camera in my face when I'm really he upset. He wasn't
0: sticking a camera in the guy's face, though, Stone. But he was going to get set to game, up to yeah. put camera in his face and, and f- other people's face. How do you know? Face. I
2: don't do necessarily know, see, know you're that. You're just making things up. I'm try- I-, I might be, but I'm just trying to go to bat for why he might have taking the fresh – like, I understand no. how where he was at headspace-wise. Yeah, it's regrettable, and yeah, it, it honestly is a little disgusting. But as far as why he did it, I mean, he jumped right out in front of him like it happened, it was spur of the moment. I'm not necessarily saying that I, I agree with it, but if uh, one of my teammates or I would have done it, I would have uh, known why I did it, I guess. I'm not really necessarily going to bat for this guy. Yeah. Mm.
3: I get, he's, You're trying to play devil's advocate. And I think you have to. But you don't have to. No, I think Devontae Adams why? was just wrong. And I get it. I mean, if I've had to play a full five weeks with Derek Carr as my quarterback, <laughs> and I'm one and four,
1: yeah, I'd be, be, be upset. I'd four. be frustrated too. I'd
2: you're one and pro- four. You just played you were- your ass off, and this guy just tried to jump in front of you when you don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. And, and maybe Devontae nah. thought that he was going to stick a camera
0: in his face. He didn't know what he was doing. Now, nah, see, and what makes it even worse for me is that this dude was of smaller stature. Absolutely, and Devontae Adams. The only reason he's <laughs> reacting like that is because he knows. Oh, yeah. That he can dominate that. Oh, dude. that's not that. That is simp stuff uh, right that's, that's there That's not Devontae it, Adams. Yeah, that's he, not it, he though. No, because he was a Adams bigger, more pushed, muscular he dude, he would have pushed him, too. No way. Yes, he, he would have pushed him, not him too. Not a chance. I mean, it would have
3: ended well, he but should, he would No, Devontae Adams
0: too. was mad, and so he's like, I'm going to take my frustrations out on someone that I know can't come back at me. That! I think it's the weakest part of all of that. I don't, I don't know if he
3: targeted the dude out. I think anybody mm-hmm. that would have been in the way right there, he would have pushed, and it, it, it just would have went differently. <laughs> so so that the bigger dude. If
2: anybody was in his way, he would have shoved them. If it was a reporter, if it was not a cameraman, right. it's, it's
1: not right. It any
0: better. It's, I'm not saying, but that is why he would have, or he would have done it to anybody that jumped in front of him. He could have just. Yeah, I'm sure a security guard would have come in front of jumped in front of him like that, and he would have shoved the dude. Come on.
3: I think he would have still done it. I think he was that frustrated because also Why this is not a Why are we making excuses
0: for this no, guy? No, 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 I'm not making
3: excuses for him. I'm just saying he didn't do it because the guy was small. He, I think he would have did it either way because I don't think he thought in that moment. In that moment, think about what really just happened. Third and one, Devontae Adams runs that really good route, honestly. It was a great, perfect, you know, everything was good about it. He he's didn't great. get that second foot in before he had possession. He still thought after watching all the replays it was a catch somehow in his mind. So he's pissed off at the refs about that. Fourth and one. Game on the line. He runs into Hunter Renfro, and I think Derek Carr overthrew him anyways, whoever the ball was going to. I think it was going to go to Renfro. There was
0: pressure coming down on him, so I'm surprised it wasn't roughing the passer.
3: Right, and I'm (laughs) not going to blame Derek Carr for it, but it wasn't like the ball was catchable one, and number two, he runs into Renfro. So now he's pissed at probably Carr and Renfro, and and he loses the game. So he's out of his mind right now. This is not a guy that we've seen any other incidents from, so I don't think – this was anything predetermined. It was just spur of the moment. Football guy doing a football thing outside of and the I, football game. I, I love you for that. that Theo. Doesn't, make
0: and, doesn't make it any better. I'm not giving a it's pass to football. Oh, angry football player. Bleep that. Act like a human being. Shut up and go to the locker room. And <laughs> see, because I'm, I'm also, mad. I also go have, take it on on the locker. Softy. I, I think
2: the Shh. reason that I'm taking the stance of the football players here because. You know what are we doing nowadays in society where you do take legal action? Are you embarrassed? Nobody knows who you are, he who you work for. He got
3: shoved. Oh,
2: okay, dude. awesome. You got shoved to the ground. Nobody <laughs> knows who you are. You want bear? What does that mean? The only though? people that know dude, who you are are your friends. Dude, you don't. You this don't is deserve, you just
3: want a hundred thousand. Yeah, he like, just wants the money. He's not hurt. You're right. He's he. But he is entitled to it because I'd he got shoved to the ground. I'd sue too. I think I would sue Devontae Adams as well Yeah, yeah I think all ground.
2: three of us would sue Devontae Adams for a certain reason.
3: I will take the money. Give me 100000
2: Give me 60, no, 65000 He's, he's not
3: he. hurt or embarrassed, no. The guy
2: hurt his tailbone? No. He got shoved he's by a mad hurt. football Devontae player. Devontae
0: Adams is 6'1", 216, in full pads, helmet on. You're running to get to a spot. For a job, that dude's probably making oh I don't know $10.20 an hour, okay? And so he's trying to get to a spot to do his job. And six one two sixteen, fully padded Devonte Adams, because he had a bad night at the office. Is going to shove him? Hell yeah, he should get sued. Six- Hell yeah, so there should there should be charges filed against him. Hell yeah, assault. Stop that uh, assault. That's what it was. It is an that assault. That was textbook stone assault. It, it is an assault. Yes,
3: it. It's not an aggravated assault, but it's assault. <laughs> it o- is okay. It is assault because it, if I it, walked up to anybody right now and shoved them to the ground, that's assault. That's yeah, what Devontae Adams did. But
2: everything that you named, like yeah.
3: that fourth and one, that
0: seven, oh, seven se- like,
3: like you, you're
0: not that oh, guy. No, no, all, right, no. all right, hold on. Guess what won't hold up and kill they're, they're yeah, no, that on. argument. Yeah. They're there. They're Of course I, it won't, sorry, but they're there. Honor. Good one, Matlock. They're, they're, sorry,
2: They're there to watch. Him, they paid a ticket to watch yeah. him play. That, I'm and mad. The game was Get over. the hell out of my way. No.
3: That's That guy That's did. his to That, process. Guy, hated, that, oh guy, that was, guy was at work. He didn't pay to watch Devontae Adams play. He <laughs> was there to earn a paycheck. And Devontae Adams assaulted him. He you did. have
0: ground beef in your head, football
1: boy. He did assault like,
0: him. Well, yeah.
2: What are we doing nowadays? I'm, <laughs> I'm not,
0: not saying no, it was a bad what's assault. What's happening here? Big-time college football player thinks that football <laughs> players should get special treatment. Yep. They should get passes for violent, violent behavior Just because people they're paid warriors. To watch yep. yeah. yeah, for That's sure. Ridiculous. But but he, but he was assaulted. He did a. He, he He's paid rent.
2: He's got rent paid for the next three years. Yes, yes. That's how it works. Okay, and that is, that's
0: on Devontae Adams. Not on that. Cameraman. That's how life works. He though.
3: wanted rent paid. He didn't feel like he get assaulted. He yeah. said, oh, "Oh, I should do this." That's this Devontae good. Adams. I you. Good. You're right. This you, is good. You're right, though, Stone. But both can be true. The guy. Hey, is Hey, baby, not we're going to dinner tonight. The Devontae guy. Adams pushed me to the ground. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: That, and that's what I, I see. Dream. It.
3: The American dream exactly. is to be that camera
2: guy. And that's what we're talking about. That's the American dream is to be the camera guy <laughs> hey. who stepped in front of Devontae Adams, got shoved to the ground, making and a, was assaulted.
3: Yes. It, that's excuses. the American dream. That make,
0: is. Making excuses for Devontae Adams. This is like one of the lowest things you've done, Stone. Like and you, you are.
3: And you drafted Baker Mayfield number and, one overall <laughs> in our
2: fantasy football league. Honestly, I wouldn't argue this any other way. I mean, he, he assaulted that guy. He should be ashamed of himself. What a dirt bag. <laughs>
0: Whose fault was it last night? Devontae Adams or the cameraman? The altercation after the game. Whose fault was it? Or Devontae Adams <laughs> or was it the cameraman? Devontae Adams, was he justified in his frustration? 888 760 3776. 760 3776. Tweeted us at KLV 1063. It's Theodore, CWP, TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 1063. Raiders Chiefs last night. That was weird. The entire weekend felt weird. There's just this, this pall of concussion talk and brain discussion. That cast itself over this weekend in the NFL. What was the most puzzling part of last night's Raiders Chiefs game? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 760 3776 8-760-3776. Joining us every week here on Ken LeVica Live. He is the boss at FAU. He's the athletic director. It's Brian White with us here on Ken Levica Live. It is homecoming at FAU. Florida Atlantic has rice. 6 o'clock on Saturday at FAU Stadium. For tickets, 866-FAU Walls. FAUtickets.com and Brian, I know you're you're consistently and constantly busy, but Homecoming Week is a whole different animal.
4: It is a lot of events this weekend, uh, and, and a huge opportunity on the football field. We're, we're very excited, expecting a good crowd.
0: So, when it comes to Homecoming, having the alum back, having the football alum back, what are some of the things the, it, that you do from an athletic department standpoint? Uh, to, to outreach and to make sure that everybody's having the best possible, because uh, for some of these people, this might be the first time they're coming back to campus since graduating. Would have the best possible time um, outside of the football result on Saturday. You know, hopefully not,
4: but but definitely that's that's the case in some uh, for some people. We're we're doing a lot just year round with our varsity house program. we actually we've invited all former athletes. Uh, to come back for any game of their choice uh, as many times as they want to come back for them and their family to get free tickets. So we feel like it's important for all our former student-athletes to know they're always welcome back. So any that may be listening, just know all you got to do is call our office and, and former student-athletes get free tickets to any athletic event. So it's, it's great to have that group back. That's one piece for sure. Um, but then it's homecoming for the whole university, so we have a big, you know, fundraising dinner on Thursday night. Um, there will be uh, really for recognize all alums for the whole university, not just athletics. Um, and then you know, a lot of events, game day, alumni tailgates. Um, it's a uh, FAU Health Appreciation Day, so there'll be several hundred people. Several hundred people there for that. So should be uh, a lot of groups all around.
0: Uh, Brian White, FAU Athletic Director with us here on ESPN 106.3. I know that you and I have off the air talked about just the game day experience as a whole, and I've already had a couple of people reaching out uh, trying to see how they can uh, get themselves hooked up with, uh, with tickets for this Rice game on Saturday. As far as the game day experience is concerned, I know that uh, you guys were real curious how parking was going to hold up and traffic on campus was going to hold up during UCF. Um, how lines and making sure that concessions are fully stocked, uh, which is an issue really across college football. Uh, but it seems like you've been pretty pleased with the results, the, the uh, contactless ticketing, the entire thing that you have you sort of overhauled and tweaked this year has gone fairly well to this point.
4: Yes, thank you. We're thrilled with that. You know, our, our game day events operations staff, you know, they work several hundred events throughout the year. Uh, the, our stadium actually gets used about 150 times throughout the year. Just for the tower, not to mention, 19 sports, the you know the, all of the events we have, those guys are uh, and 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 uh, girls are here you know nonstop. So it's a great group, uh, and um, they've, they've done a great job, and, and they've really built a uh, a program where we have you know from the concessions to we call it the driveway to driveway experience. Obviously, we're you know we we've, we've had issues for uh, we're, we're not uh, we're not perfect, but I think we've we've come a long way. Um, from where we were a few years ago, and 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 we're proud of that. And we're always listening to fan feedback, and we want to make it a great experience because then fans will still come back. We we're heartbroken if anybody doesn't have a great experience. So it's a group that takes ownership and works hard, and uh, we're definitely proud of that. You know, on a student attendance front, you know, I think that contributes to the atmosphere. Yep. Got to give it to our student affairs group and our student government and our our student groups have really taken a lot of ownership and stepped up, and our alumni association as well. Has stepped up and contributed, so that's just a team effort uh, from a whole bunch of different fronts. So um, we're uh, we're definitely excited about the momentum there, and want to build it to where you, you see consistent, consistently good crowds throughout the year.
0: Uh, the student turnout has been the best of any place in Conference USA, uh, what FAU has experienced this year. And I think that's been for the last several years. But this year especially, they have just absolutely answered the bell. FAU and Rice, homecoming Saturday, 6 o'clock is the kickoff. Howard Stellenberger Field for tickets, 866 fau Owls and FAU-TICKETS.com. Real quick, Brian, do you uh, do you play fantasy football at all?
4: You know, I don't – I, uh, I j- just time is of the essence in my world, especially with a young family, and uh, and I'm really competitive. So I played I played fantasy sports one time in college, and it was fantasy NBA basketball, and it consumed my life <laughs> for like three months. All I thought about, all I talked about, uh-huh. I couldn't do anything else other than watch the games and figure out how many rebounds Ben Wallace had in a night. I had him <laughs> on my team, and Theo Ratliff, how many blocks he had had, I became consumed with so since then I've kind of written it off that I'm not capable of playing and not having to take it over my life.
0: Yeah, that's not surprising. I love it yeah, you you've thrown yourself in you threw yourself into the fantasy role playing basketball or you have to pay attention every night for uh, for six and a half months. it's no wonder you got burned on it right away. Uh that uh that explains an awful lot about that. Brian, awesome stuff, appreciate it. We'll see you Saturday for homecoming,
4: okay? Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks,
0: Ken. All right. That is Brian White, FAU Athletic Director, with us here on Ken LeVick Alive. I have a solution for Brian White. Is something where it's easy to play. Mm. There's multiple games during the course of a week, and you just draft, and then you don't touch it after that, and you win yourself some cash. Mm. And that's underdog fantasy. He needs some underdog fantasy in his life. Get back on that fantasy horse, but do fantasy the right way, the best way, the most fun way with underdog fantasy. You're seeing it all over the place. Speaking of basketball, fantasy basketball is on its way at underdog fantasy. You pick your team, you draft your team, and then you don't touch it after that. They are going to play for you on a nightly basis the highly the most highly ranked players you're going to rack up the points and you have a chance to win a share of $200,000 by playing season long basketball NBA at underdog fantasy oh yeah there's still the NFL there's still college football there's still head to head statistical matchups with opponents the entire thing high low but but There's also basketball on the way. Use the promo code Palm one word. Get your deposit doubled up to $100. That is the promo code Palm all one word. Get that deposit doubled up to $100 from the folks at Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, and the Underdog Fantasy app. The best fantasy is Underdog Fantasy. What in the world was Devontae Adams thinking last night? Not him and Hunter Renfro running into one another on the final play. I mean, that was puzzling in and of itself. But I get being frustrated. I get being upset that you lost a game and not thinking clearly. But what in the name of a higher power did that camera person, did that on-field staffer do to deserve what Devontae Adams did to him other than trying to run to get to a spot where that staffer needed to be on the field? And I know he's apologized a couple of times. But the impending legal issue that Devontae Adams is going to have for pushing that staffer last night, and if you missed it, this was a violent and intentional shove of just someone holding a tripod for a camera running on the field with all the chaos happening after the game. Devontae Adams is walking by him and just full-fledged shoves this dude to the ground up the tunnel.
3: Yeah, there no was excuse. no excuse for yeah.
0: Devontae Adams. Any legal ramification and a lawsuit has been filed already. Um, or a police report has been filed already, I should say. Any legal issue that comes his way is diver- deserved yeah. for Devontae Adams. I'm, I, I don't know him. I've heard he's a great guy. He is a good representative of the sport. But he has nobody to blame but himself. That was so, so, so uncalled for last night from him.
3: Yeah, this is a... Uh, uh- the definition of a self-inflicted wound. No matter how frustrated you get out there on the field, um you can push your teammates, you can even, I mean, push a guy on the other team, but for you to take out your frustration on a staffer at a stadium who he claims even in his apology it felt kind of backhanded cuz he kept trying to bring up the fact that the guy was in front of him or rushed in front of him like there's zero excuse.
0: That doesn't, Yeah, and that doesn't yeah. matter.
3: It doesn't right? matter either. That's not the way that you handle that. Um, so there's zero excuse for that to happen. And if, if if the roles were reversed and a staffer or somebody else shoved Devontae Adams like that, think about the outrage that would be poured out. It's just inexcusable. I thought it was disgusting. And, yeah, whatever happens to him, and he's got to deal with
0: it. There are people that are going to say, oh, there's too many non-essential people on the field, especially yeah, after a game. But just That's from being it. a human being. Yeah. What are you doing if you're Devontae Adams? And again, I understand being upset and being pissed off and wanting to get back in the locker room, but to full-fledged, intentionally shoves... This wasn't just incidental contact where the dude went flying. This was Devontae Adams. He saw this dude coming out of his peripheral vision, knew he was going to cut in front of him, so he just launched him. I mean, it's... I, I'm all foresighted with the player in those spots because I get mentally it's tough to be all there after a tough loss like that. But Stone, there's no way that you can sit there and make any excuses for that, dude. If you do, you are I mean, it's just, it's nonsensical. Uh-oh. And this is where I'm sure, based on Stone's reaction, Stone's I'm about chops. to get something nonsensical. Go ahead. You're what? damn right you're going to get something ahead. nonsensical.
2: And I understand I'd be fighting a losing battle. Uh... I do side with <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. some
2: nonsensical or, or non-essential oh p- <laughs> people on the field. But, and I, I understand he didn't necessarily put the camera in front of his face. But when you are that pissed off, when you did lose a game like that, like first of all, each and every fan is in the stands to watch me play football. And when I'm at my lowest of lows and when I feel the way I do, and all you're worried about is putting a camera in my face – I understand taking the frustration out now should should he have done it to the poor nerdy guy Who's obviously going to go flying nine yards back? How do you know he's a nerdy guy? Back.
0: You see, you're being such like a, a caveman
1: right now.
2: One hundred percent being a caveman. But as far as Devontae Adams coming off the field after seven receptions, 130 yards, and the first thing you want to do is stick a camera in my face when I'm really he upset. He wasn't sticking
0: a camera in the guy's face, though. Stone. But he was going to get set to be, up to yeah. put camera in his face it's, and other people's. face. How do you know? I don't necessarily know, see, know you're that. Just making things up. I'm trying. I might be,
2: but I'm just trying to go to bat for why he might have taken the frustration. Like I understand uh. how where he was at headspace wise. Yeah, it's regrettable and yet it, it honestly is a little disgusting but as far as why he did it I mean he jumped right out in front of him like it happened it was spur of the moment I'm not necessarily saying that I, I agree with it but if one of my teammates or I would have done it I would have uh, known why I did it I guess I'm not really necessarily going to bat for this guy
3: yeah. <sighs> I get he's you're trying to play devil's advocate and I think you have to but you don't have to no, I think bat, to. I Adams was just wrong. And I get it. I mean, if I've had to play a full five weeks with Derek Carr as my quarterback, <laughs> and I'm one and four, yeah, I'd,
1: you be, you I'd be, be upset. I'd four. be frustrated too. I'd You're one and fru- four.
2: You just played you were- your ass off, and this guy just tried to jump in front of you when you don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. And, and maybe Devontae nah. thought that he was going to stick a camera in his face. He didn't know what he was doing.
0: Nah, see, and what makes it even worse for me is that this dude was of smaller stature. Devontae Adams. The only reason he's <laughs> reacting like that is because he knows oh, yeah. that he can dominate that dude. Oh, that's not that, that is simp stuff uh, right that's, that's there. That's not Devonte Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's he, not he would've would've pushed, if it. No, was Devante a Adams bigger, more pushed, muscular dude, he would have
3: pushed him too. No,
0: way. Yes, he, he would have pushed him not too. A I mean, it wouldn't have ended well. He but said, he No, Devontae Adams too. was mad, and so he's like, I'm going to take my frustrations out on someone that I know can't come back at me. That. I think it's the weakest part of all of that. And I, I don't, don't know if he
3: targeted the dude out. I think anybody mm-hmm. that would have been in the way right there, he would have pushed, and it, it, it just would have went differently. <laughs> so so that bigger dude. If
2: anybody was in his way, he would have shoved them. If it was a reporter, if it was a cameraman, right. it's That's not, not right. It any better. It's, I'm not saying, but that is why he would have,
0: or he would have done it to anybody that jumped in front of him. He could have just. Yeah, I'm sure a security guard would have come in front of, jumped in front of him like that, and he would have shoved the dude. Come on,
3: I think he would have still done it. I think he was that frustrated because also Why this is Why are we making guy, excuses for this no, no, guy? No, 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 I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying he didn't do it because the guy was small. He, I think he would have did it either way because I don't think he thought in that moment. In that moment, think about what really just happened. Third and one, Devontae Adams runs that really good route, honestly. It was a great, perfect, you know, everything was good about it. He he's didn't great. get that second foot in before he had possession. He still thought after watching all the replays it was a catch somehow in his mind. So he's pissed off at the refs about that. Fourth and one. Game on the line. He runs into Hunter Renfro, and I think Derek Carr overthrew him anyways. Whoever the ball was going to, I think it was going to go to Renfro. There was
0: pressure coming down on him, so I'm surprised he wasn't roughing the passer.
3: Right, and (laughs) I'm not going to blame Derek Carr for it, but it wasn't like the ball was catchable one, and number two, he runs into Renfro. So now he's pissed at probably Carr and Renfro, and and he loses the game. So he's out of his mind right now. This is not a guy that we've seen any other incidents from, so I don't think – this was anything predetermined. It was just spur of the moment. Football guy doing a football thing outside of and the I, football game. I, I love you for that.
0: that Theo. Doesn't make and, it any better. It make it better. I'm not giving it's a not pass not to football. Oh, uh, angry football player. Bleep that. Act like a human being. Shut up and go to the locker room. And, and see, i mad. I also don't take it on on the locker, softy. I, I think
2: the Shh. reason that I'm taking the stance of the football players here because. You know what are we doing nowadays in society where you do take legal action? Are you embarrassed? Nobody knows who you are. He who got you assaulted work for my sake. Oh, dude. Okay, awesome. You got shoved to the ground. Nobody knows who you are. You want
3: bear? What does that mean? The only though? people you, that know dude, who you are are your friends.
2: Dude, you don't. You this don't is deserve, you
3: just want a hundred thousand. Yeah, he just wants the money. He's not hurt. You're right. He's he. But he is entitled to it because I'd he got sue. His shoved ass to the ground. Too. I think I would sue Devontae Adams as well. Hell yeah, if he shoved yeah me I think to the all ground.
2: three of us would sue Devontae Adams for a certain reason.
3: I will
0: take the money.
2: Give me a hundred thousand. Give me sixty no, five thousand. So he's, he's
3: not hurt or embarrassed, no. The guy hurt his tailbone? No. He got shoved he's by a mad football Devontae player. Devontae
0: Adams is 6'1, 216, in full pads, helmet on. You're running to get to a spot. For a job, that dude's probably making oh I don't know $10.20 an hour, okay? And so he's trying to get to a spot to do his job, and six one two sixteen fully padded Devonte Adams because he had a bad night at the office is going to shove him. Hell yeah, he should get sued. Six? Hell yeah, should there should there should be charges filed against him? Hell yeah, assault. Stop that uh, assault. That's what it was. It is an that assault. That was textbook stone assault.
3: It, it is an assault. Yes, it it's not an aggravated assault, but it's assault. It <laughs> okay. is okay. It is assault because it, if I it, walked up to anybody right now and shoved them to the ground, that's assault. That's yeah, what
0: Devontae Adams did. That's assault. But
3: everything that you named, yeah. like that fourth and one, that seven, oh, seven, seven
0: like,
2: like you, <laughs> you're not, you're not oh, that guy. No, no. No. All, right, all right, Hold on. Guess what?
0: won't on. hold up in they're, they're, yeah, no, That, that argument. Yeah. they're there. Hey, sorry, of course I, it won't. Sorry, but they're there. Honor. Good one, Matt. They're, they're,
2: they're there to watch him. They paid a ticket to watch him play. I'm mad. Game was over. The hell out of my
3: way. No, Dweeb. That uh, guy that's did, his thought that process. Guy, Hated, that, oh guy, that was guy was at work. He didn't pay to watch yeah. Devonte Adams play. He was there to earn a paycheck. And Devonte
0: Adams assaulted him. You had ground beef in your head, football boy. He did assault like, him. Well, yeah.
2: What are we doing nowadays? I'm, I'm not,
0: not saying you know, it was a bad What's assault. What's happening here? Big time college football player thinks that football <laughs> players should get special treatment. Yep. They should get passes for violent, violent behavior. Just because people, people paid the walters, yeah. 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 For that's, sure. But but he was assaulted.
2: He did assault He was no, he, he's paid rent. He's got rent paid for the next three years. Yes,
0: yes. That's how it works. Okay. That is, that's on Devontae Adams, not on that cameraman. That's how life works, He though.
2: wanted rent paid. He didn't feel like he'd get assaulted. He said, yeah. oh, sh- oh, I
3: should do this. That's this Devontae good. Adams' I promise you. good. You're right. This you're, is good. You're right, though, Stone, but both can be true. The guy hey, is Hey, baby, we're going to dinner tonight. The Devontae guy. Adams pushed me to the ground. Yes, <laughs> yes.
2: That, and that's what that's how I see. Dream. It.
3: The American dream. Exactly. is To be that
2: camera guy. And that's what we're talking about. That's the American dream—is to be the camera guy <laughs> hey. who stepped in front of Devonte Adams, got shoved to the
3: ground, make and an was ex- assaulted. Yes. That's the American dream. That make,
0: is. Making excuses for Devonte Adams. This is like one of the lowest things you've done, Stone. Like and you, you are. And you drafted
3: Baker Mayfield number and, one overall in our <laughs>
2: fantasy football league. Honestly, I wouldn't argue this any other way. I mean, he—he he assaulted that guy. He should be ashamed of himself. What a dirt bag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whose fault was it last night, Devontae Adams or the cameraman? The altercation after the game. Whose fault was it, or Devontae Adams <laughs> or was it the cameraman? Devontae Adams, was he justified in his frustration? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us, at KLV1063. It's Theo Dorsey, WP, TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.